Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. Thanks for joining us as we continue celebrating and recognizing amazing women during Women's Month. Here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live the principles of Living a Rich Life Network. Those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. Today's guests are prime examples of individuals that will do just that and keep you focused on living a rich life. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Today's first guest has worked with companies such as Fox Broadcasting Company, NBC Universal, Def Jam Records, CBS Television, and PS Media Talent. She has wrangled talent for red carpet events such as the NAACP Image Awards, the BET Hip Hop Awards, and so, so much more. Known for garnering the visibility of brands, businesses, and personalities, co-founder of PR agency Intel Media Group, please welcome an elite force in business and life, Ms. Reagan Farley. Welcome. Hey, Rich, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for that amazing introduction. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. First and foremost, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I cannot complain at all. How are you? I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. You know, this, these times uh, have been challenging, but at the same time, you know, I, I've been blessed to continue to move forward with things. So. Um, you look amazing since the last time I saw you as well. You looked amazing then, but I think yeah. we saw each other at the Sagamore Rye event. We did. Um, we did. We did. And it was good to meet you, and I'm excited for us to, to talk today. Oh, well, good. Good. So let's let's get right into it. My team put together some questions, and we want to get to know you. Um, we want to share with our audience on some of the things that motivate you and inspire you. Um, so thanks, thanks for, for joining and sharing. Yes. So right off the bat. Tell us, what does public relations mean to you for those novices? We can we can start it. We can start it with the easy <laughs> questions already, right? Um, yeah, we can write into it. <laughs> so c- public relations, because I feel that PR is a luxury service that so many people think that they need and they aren't sure why, right? Like I get inquiries from artists. I get inquiries from entertainers, business owners. Um, but when we talk about PR at its core, it's communications. It's the way that you communicate to the general public for what we call earned media visibility. So when I'm saying earned media visibility to a potential client or anything of that nature, I'm saying the press that we get you, because I'll say we, my team, Intel Media Group, the press that we get you from an earned media perspective. So meaning what we pitch, um, how we sell your story. So no, that doesn't quote unquote mean, hey, I'm paying money um, for your story. I am more so getting press for you from what is considered pitching. So crafting, helping you craft a story enough so that way a journalist like yourself, Rich, is interested in covering the client, um, interviewing them outright, but not paying to be interviewed, if that makes sense. 
Right, right. No, no, that makes sense. And I think that's a, a good definition for those novices out there yeah. um, and, and then some. So that, that explains because sometimes, and again, when it comes to communication, people that, get so confused. Yeah. And, and marketing is saying, uh, try this product. PR is saying this is why the story is important. So I am helping you craft your why. Gotcha. So would you say that's a little different than advertising as well? Very different. Very different. Because I, so let's say if it was for the Living a Rich Life show, your advertising dollars, that spend is always going to be guaranteed. PR is not necessarily guaranteed. So just even if I'm pitching you as an expert, that doesn't necessarily mean that you'll get coverage on that black enterprise. But what that does mean, if, if our story is solid enough, you'll get that earned media visibility. And then from there, earned media visibility increases third party media validation. So wow. very different than advertising because advertising can be a bit more guaranteed. PR isn't as tangible. So that's not saying don't spend your money there. But what that is saying is spend your money strategically there. Okay, so you talked about a few. So there's a few things that stand out to me, right? So marketing, mm -hmm. advertisement, those 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 terms. Yeah. What's a really good publicity campaign you've you know you've seen recently? <laughs> so what's funny, right? Remember when Will and Jada and August Alcina did that whole entanglement scenario? Yes. Yes. Oh. So I, I said this in this post, it didn't go viral, but it did fairly well on my page. It was good PR, bad PR. Let's not get the two entangled, right? Um, and because so many people, right, like so many people get them confused. So I'll say why that, why that wasn't even a campaign outright, right? But I think from a shock value purpose, what happened to that family um, or what happened between Will, Jada and August it made you guys listen to what was going on. And even if you have not picked up an August Alcina CD in a minute, um, it at least made you want to pick it up. He didn't utilize that for like another song. I think he had a song called Entangled. Um, but the problem when it comes to shock value and doing things is you can't control that, right? So like, although he may have tried to take that entire campaign and run, because he couldn't control it, we don't know where that media spin went, right? Like it was a good idea. I think it might have been a failed attempt. Oh, a good okay. idea. Yeah, that, that's a oh, that's an excellent one. I guess that's why you're the PR person, right? That's exactly why they put the big bucks. <laughs> right. So, so tell me, what's something that you think, in terms of companies, they they fail to understand when it comes to social media, and mm -hmm. I say social media marketing, right? Because I would assume social media is probably one of the tools as a publicist that you would recommend or, or use. Um, yeah. So yeah. You know what I, I think companies fail to understand is finding their authentic voice because mm -hmm. authenticity is truly, truly, truly important. You see brands such as like a Wendy's. Um, I don't know if you ever follow. I'm like a geek when it comes to stuff like that. So like I follow Wendy's and I actually see what they tweet. Because how they're tweeting, they're tweeting with the human element. So like they are tweeting, they're tweeting slang sometimes. They're talking to a certain <laughs> audience. Like it's so good. Mm. Even Whataburger. I think I'm pronouncing it right. You familiar with Whataburger? No. Okay. So Whataburger, I guess it's like this burger place maybe in Texas or somewhere. When Drake and Meek Mill got into like their whole beef a few years ago, um, it, Drake has a line. I, I forgot what song, but he has a line in a song and he goes like, uh, beef turns into like Twitter fingers. So Waterburger got in on the entire conversation and they kept calling Meek Mill chicken fingers. Like, but they sell chicken fingers at Waterburger. So like every single part in that beef, 
they were in on it. And then Drake took those tweets and um, he had performed. He did like a tour. He took all of the tweets where Whataburger kept like bashing Meek and being in on their beef and put them up on his um, screen during his concert. So I wow. think the more that brands can figure out ways to connect and figure out ways to connect with pop culture, they'll understand what it means to resonate, what it means to get buy-in. Um, I'm sure Whataburger, the social media people, never thought that they'd be at a Drake concert. And they, they <laughs> right, would be right. actually using their tweets to, um, yeah, to perform. And literally every single tweet. So I think if you can get the human element of things, and if you know how to connect that to pop culture and things that are relevant, that's when you're successful on social media. Now, back to my explanation, though, social media is a communications tactic. It's not necessarily PR. You should be social on social media, but it's a way in which we communicate. So still a different function, still a different strategy, but all with the same common goal. Okay. So you mentioned tweet or tweeting, right? Yeah. I, I don't even have a tweet account, right? <laughs> so someone that has a, a, a PR agency... Um, mm-hmm. And again, Intel Media Group, mm-hmm. how would you handle a, a PR crisis such as a controversial tweet from another PR agency? Yeah, I, I think it's about really figuring out what they're talking about. Right. Like um, it's so interesting when you see what the landscape of social media looks like. Um, but I would really want to figure out, like, let's take the Jesse Smollett situation that happened a few years ago, too, because mm-hmm. um, that went viral on social media. And that was a nightmare. Um, but I, I think what, what happened for him taking so long to respond is that now you give people a chance to make up their own assumptions. So you never want, you never want folks talking about you. And then it's that wrong way in which they're talking about you. So sometimes it is that level of, let me get in front of this. Let me speak. Let me say something. But then also it's how can we be strategic? So how I would respond to like, I guess, backlash or something as a PR person is I would really want to see, you know, where whatever this person is saying is coming from, approach it with strategy and figure out the different channels that I should be talking to said agency on. Oh, interesting. You know, I'm, I'm processing all this information. <laughs> and I'm giving a lot, so my bad. Like, let me know if I need this. No, no, no. This this is what it's about. This is what it's about. I mean, so we're talking about your... Uh, so again, let's tell folks how they can get a hold of you um, just from a, a social media... How what, what are some of your social media contact information since we mentioned that? Yeah, so I'm Rata Publicist on all social media platforms. So that's Clubhouse, that's Twitter, that's Facebook, um, and Instagram. So R-A-E-T-H-E-P-U-B-L-I-C-I-S-T. And then Intel Media Group is the same across all platforms. We actually are not on Clubhouse as an agency yet, but we need to be. So, yeah. So what what are some of your favorite social media platforms? Um, You know, since I like to talk, like since I am a publicist, (laughs) that's what I do by nature. I'm going to say I am actually willing away from Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm present on there, of course, but like I think the landscape of social media is changing too, right? Like we see stuff as, such as Clubhouse. Twitter's, Twitter is about to roll out a platform called Twitter Spaces. I think April 1, everyone will have access to it, but Spaces is auto um auto communication. So even when it comes to things such as Clubhouse, there's a vanity metric that's removed from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mm. where people aren't necessarily following you from what you post. They're following you based on what you say. And if you can captivate someone in those quick minutes from saying something, I think you've already won the battle there. 
so you, you said you like PR. Mm-hmm. Or do you love PR? I love PR. I love what I do. Tell I us, tell, and tell us, tell us those that's watching and listening now, tell us why do you love PR? So one, right now, I think that my agency, we are at the cusp of um, one, sharing conversations that relate to a millennial and Generation Z demographic, right? But then also what I get to wake up and do every day that I love is tell Black stories. I'm not saying that I don't tell stories of other cultures, but what moves the needle for me is that I'm telling a story of Harris Hawkins um, real estate company, which is two black, two black women. They have a black owned real estate brokerage here in Baltimore. I'm telling the story of House of Bombshell, which is a black hair salon here in Baltimore. Um, but then also we're telling stories across the country from Atlanta to L.A., um, working with organizations such as United Negro College Fund and me being an HBCU graduate and helping them tell their story for the mayor's mess ball. So those are the reasons why I love what I do, because I'm telling stories that I can relate to. So, yeah, absolutely. Can you can you give us an example of a successful promotional event that you run in the past? Yeah. So I wish the world was open. Right. Like if the world <laughs> was open, we'd be doing way more. Um, but one of the events that we love before the, the pandemic, the panorama, whatever y'all want to call it, open happened. <laughs> um, so we back to United Negro College Fund. We were working with them um, on their mayor's mask ball, which it doesn't happen here, but it happens in D.C. Um, we had did the L.A. event. And they were honoring Anthony Anderson. Um, we only got a chance to do their their um, their initial event because the mask ball had gotten canceled. But we were featured on platforms such as Revolt. I think we had even got an L.A. Uh, Sentinel feature, just a lot of different features. And I think what felt good about that to me is I went to Lincoln in Pennsylvania. Um, I graduated in 2012. So to see what that looked like from a. Um, I guess from a brand standpoint and to remember sitting in those seats to help tell that story, that was amazing to me. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So for those that's just tuning in, watching and listening, we are speaking with Reagan Fawley. She is the co-founder of PR agency Intel Media Group. Yep. Um, and we're, we're just we're talking publicist stuff. So we're going to keep this conversation going. Um, we want to get into a little more uh, personal. Right. So. What personal characteristics are, are most important to be successful in public relations? Rich, I'm going to have to say resilience, like, because number one, just because I pitch a story, again, back to PR not being guaranteed, that doesn't necessarily mean that every single story that I pitch for clients will get picked up. Um, so that's number one. There's a level of resilience that I have to have. Um, there's a level of resourcefulness that I have to have too, right? Like, finding contacts that I might not necessarily know and reaching out to them, um, but then also utilizing non-traditional platforms such as Clubhouse or even or even Twitter Spaces now, since that is the new thing, and kind of getting my client's message across. So I think I keep saying Clubhouse, but I didn't mention exactly what it is, right? Um, Clubhouse is a new voice-activated, I guess, tool, if you will, social media platform where you can have conversations in real time, similar to a podcast. So like if you and I were on Clubhouse, if we took this conversation there, folks can join in in real time. They can raise their hand. They can ask us questions um, and kind of like go from there. Um, and Twitter spaces will kind of be something similar. But um, why I feel like my agency was on the cusp of like integrating that into our wheelhouse or into our strategy um, is because we saw the success and what that would look like. So 
one, we have to be innovative. So I'll say resourcefulness, uh, resilience, and innovation are the, the tools that you have to have in order to be successful in PR. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you, you mentioned the fact, so you mentioned Clubhouse a few times. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not on Clubhouse. I actually, you know, I understand you have to get invited to that. I did get an invitation. I haven't really explored that just, just on, yet. Get on, <laughs> get on. And I, I say that because it's the, it, right now, like, because of the dynamic shift in social, get mm-hmm. on it. Because what you can do, too, is you can have these, like, pre-interviews that you do. One, it'll drive traffic to your social media. Um, but then, two, it'll get more people interested in your brand. I say get on. Okay. Okay. Well, you ain't got to <laughs> tell me twice. Um, and that's that's probably a good segue. So in what direction do you see public relations industry heading? Tell, tell us what your thoughts on that. I think it's so funny because someone asked me this maybe like a few interviews ago. Um, I think it's amazing that this whole pandemic happened, right? Because at one point, PR was just solely traditional. Um, But I love that this is now giving a level of um, eyes are now on these underdogs in public relations, the boutique firms like mine, the boutique firms like a couple of my peers, like people are now saying, okay, you don't need to be from this big agency in order to work with these Fortune 500 companies. So I see the shift between traditional and new media, but then also traditional PR practices and new PR practices. Um, I had literally back to Clubhouse again, um, and that's just because it's such a popular point. I've literally started to see PR agencies have positions for Clubhouse managers. So there's power in that. Like I've seen Foot Action do a conversation on Clubhouse. I've seen, um, I don't know, I've seen TD Jakes on Clubhouse. I've seen 21 Savage, Meek Mill. Like, so the way that the world is going, even if Clubhouse isn't the tool to like change it, um, I think audio will be here to stay and how we communicate will will be here to stay too. Nice, nice. Um, so if you're watching and listening, once again, this is Living a Rich Life talk show um, here on Be Exposed Radio. If you have questions, you want to ask a question, the phone lines are opened. Um, please, by all means, dial in. We are recognizing Reagan Farley, um, one of the amazing women mm-hmm. um, during Women's Month. Um, and to me, Women's Month is, is all year round. But if you're going to pick a month, month, March is a good one because it's a long one. Right. We love to see it. <laughs> so, so tell us. So, I want you to tell us about your most recent project. Uh, my team pulled this up, and one of my uh, female, one of my women teammates, Women Create Twenty Twenty One, a Teachable yeah. Summit. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So tomorrow I am speaking at Teachable's Women Who Create Summit. So um, Teachable is very similar to Kajabi, like think think e learning, right? So like you can go on here. If you are a host, if you are expert, you can have a series of courses. Um, so to, to actually, when did it start? Tuesday was their kickoff day for their summit. Um, you have women from everywhere, probably about 30 experts. The conference is free. I'm speaking tomorrow um, as it relates to the perfect pitch. So crafting your brand message, um, utilizing tactics as to why that's interesting and helping you find your why. Excellent. Excellent. I, I will be sure to put that on my calendar if my folks haven't done so already. Check us uh, out. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. Keep Keeping with the theme of, of amazing women yeah. um, on, on the show here today, you being one of them. So there's a quote that you have. The dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Yeah. When you say this, what do you mean? Come on, Rich, with the research. <laughs> Rich and team with the research. 
Um, I believe that we are all destined to do great things, right? Um, but my hustle shouldn't stop Rich's hustle. Rich's hustle shouldn't stop my hustle, so on and so forth. Um, and I think that level of separation and knowing that we don't have to compete to eat is why, um, for me, that the dream is free, but the hustle sold separately. Like, even when I shout out my peers, I have so many amazing peers in the public relations space, like so many women who are doing great things. Um, I can name Candace Nicole from the PR Alliance, who's based in North Carolina. Um, I can name Keisha Brewer, who's based in D.C from, I'm, I'm sorry, Candace Nicole from Candace Nicole Public Relations, um, who's based in North Carolina, Keisha Brewer, who's based in D.C. from the PR Alliance, um, uh, Nyasia Simon, who's NSA and Associates, Ariana Drummond, who's um, Creative approach, approach PR, right? And although we do the same thing, we hustle differently. Their lanes are their lanes. And because they are women in PR, that doesn't bother me. Like, so sending things such as a contact over or, you know, sending a referral, sending a, a media contact over. None of that hurts me because we all hustle different. I, l- I love that response. I love that energy. Um, it's a win-win, right? I mean, at the end That's of the right. day, it's it's a win-win. We can all win. You know, sometimes there's that stigmatism of you know how we move, but at the end of the day, that's the win-win, and, and I, I think that's one of the reasons that you are such an amazing person. And I felt that energy, hence that's why we yeah. wanted to have you on here. And you're in the best place to be, Be Exposed Radio. I love it, I love it. And see what's funny, when you were like, I wanna interview you, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I want you to interview one of my clients, because I'm not like, not that I'm not in the forefront, but me being a publicist, I'm just like, okay, like I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we uh, we've had some some amazing guests here. So again, if you have a story, which I believe everyone has a story, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a positive um, in terms of the end of the day, the growth, the change, because we are you know we're believers in change here, living a rich life. Okay. Well, you know we're going to get you on Be Exposed Radio and and make sure again the name speaks for itself. I love it. I love it, and and thank you for that because I did not think to even interview. I'm so used to getting other people's interviews. So thank you for telling stories. Absolutely. So let's tell folks that are watching it and listening now live and, and even, uh, you know, when they check out the recording later, what services does your PR agency provide? Right. So um, there's something called done for you services. So meaning you're hiring my team um, to do the work for you. So to help you to, to pitch you, to talk to media from start to finish, to help you with the public relations strategy. So that's our done for you service. Um, But then we also have what we call the luxury of PR, where you're saying, I'm not necessarily ready to hire a publicist. If you guys can help me get the tools, help me get the information, and I take it from there, I'm fine with that. Um, And those are the two services that that we offer. Um, And of course, they they vary, but um, that's kind of like the base level as to what we provide. Um, Is there a lot of reading when it comes to PR work? I think I always need to know what's going on. Like my ear should be to the ground. Like if anything happens and not that I do a lot, a lot in the music space anymore, but like if anything happens in certain spaces, I need to know what's going on for sure. Yeah, that's understandable. So what, so what are you reading now these days? Who, what am I reading? Um, there's a book by Seth Golan called the purple cow. Um, and it's just about marketing strategies and different things of that nature. So I'm reading that right now. Are you normally an avid reader? Outside I am. of okay, yeah, you, I am. 
You seem seem with something about someone in glasses. They seem like a reader. I know we smart, right? You got your glasses, <laughs> on, so I know you smart too. Oh well, that's because <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> that's 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 all I that is. Um, so so I, I can understand that you know being a publicist can be trying, stressful. You know, it's ghetto. Just right. say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never say that. But um, how do you unwind when you're not working? Um, I like to travel. I love to travel. As a matter of fact, as soon as March is over, I'm planning a trip with my friends. So traveling is the traveling for me. Um, I like to shop. I probably should not do that as much as I do, but I do that a lot. Um, yeah, those are, those are like two ways that I do that. Oh, traveling, which I understand that's, that's, that's always a thing. And we can't do that now, but I'm gonna get back to it soon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not the same how they got us out here. You know, I'm I'm reading and seeing a lot of things on the news. Too many, too many restrictions they're trying to put in place now. So it's a little uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see how things um move forward. I, I, I yeah. can tell you that. I can definitely tell you that. Um so but let's 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 keep it going. Let's keep it going. So one of the other things, again, as we continue, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing a phenomenal guest some time ago. Um, and let's see if this information sounds familiar to you. So how do you feel to be recognized as an honoree by Black Girls Vote, Ladies and Politics Celebrating Women's History Month? Tell us it, was, it was so awesome. Um, so shout out to Nikitra and Tanae. Um, and Anaya from Black Girls Vote. But it was definitely an honor because sometimes we just do the work and we keep our head, heads down, right? So, which is why when you say, oh, I want to interview you, I'm like, huh, me, why? Like, um, and it was just that same level of that. Like, it was like, me, why, politics? Like, and although our team is doing the work, um, you just never really think that you're going to get recognized for those sorts of things because to me, it's so many other people who are doing way more phenomenal work than I am in those spaces. That's why we have you here, yeah. Folks in the background, you know, I'm uh, folks. I'm I'm a background person too, for the for yeah. the most part. Um, you know, I got I want to say I got pushed or thrown into creating this this show and and stuff. But um, they said I'm good at it, and if I can provide a platform for for those to tell their story, then then that's what I'm doing. That's kind of my way of uh kind of, of kind of giving back. Plus, I have fun with it. And we appreciate that because I'm like, listen, uh, interview me, Black Girls Vote me, but okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let, let's talk about um, pitching a client, right? Describe how you might put together a pitch for one of your clients. What does that look like? Yeah, it depends. So like um, if it's a journalist that I know, depending on who it is, like I'm texting, hey, I have this amazing story. I thought that you'd be interested. Here's some information on the client. Um, but then it could also be something that's a bit more crafted, um, working with Baltimore business owners, uh, Baltimore hair salon drops a bomb on Baltimore. Like, you know, you just want to play around. You want to get catchy titles. Um, you want to make sure that you aren't reaching out to people at an awkward time. Um, but you really want to sell that story um, and definitely craft that narrative. You want to also make sure that you're not pitching something that a person doesn't cover. So if there's a finance journalist. I'm not pitching that person a beauty story. I want to be intentional of their time. And people do that though. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Facts. That that is definitely that is definitely facts. Yeah. Um, you know, again, one of the things I wanted to make sure I, I point out, this is women's uh women's month. 
And um, you were named number 28 of the Propel, Propel 100, the most influential PR agency professionals in the world 2021. What do you think contributed to this recognition? Rich, I have no idea. L- listen, same thing. Like, <laughs> I have no idea where that came God, I won't even get all spiritual, but I think that that came from um, one that came from a good friend of mine. So I'm going to shout her out again, Candace Nicole, um, who probably needs to also be on the show. But um, okay. Okay. yeah, it, it came from her. I, I feel like when I saw it and then I saw her name in the article, I said, I know who did this. Um, and it was Candace. Um, but to see, to see that, like to see my name juxtaposed with like so many different agency professionals, like top tier companies, it blew my mind, um, in the world, like not in Baltimore, but like in the world. Now I think I really had to digest that, like at 30, just figuring out the different strides that I'm making it, it it blows my mind every day, every day. And I think you do it so freely and, and carelessly. Uh, you know, just like, hey, this, this is what I'm. This is what I'm doing, and yeah. don't really look for those recognitions. I, I think again, when you just do it because you love it, yeah, everything else falls into place. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 just my theory and belief on things. Now, you know, there, there comes those times where things are not always all gonna peaches and and, and herbs and all the time, yeah, <laughs> right. So, so first question is, how do you handle? A, a difficult client if they don't agree with your strategy or approach. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see, I answered that real quick. I don't like that. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking, no, no. but not real. Joking, right, right, right. <laughs> but not. Oh, that's too um, funny. That's too funny. <laughs> Thanks for that laugh. Thanks for that, that laugh. That is hilarious. Um, no, but. But I think that there's a come to Jesus moment that I, we would have to have with clients um, because I, I think people hire experts for a reason. Like you got to let experts be experts. Right. Like like I said earlier, I, well, I tweeted this. I like creators create. So mm-hmm. when you're hiring my firm and you know my team to help you execute a public relations strategy, we don't know it all for sure. However, if you are talking public relations, I know it like the back of my hand. There's something I can always learn for sure. But you got to listen. Um, PR is partnership. So we, we can only work if you work too. So yeah, you got to listen or get fired. <laughs> uh, or, or get fired. Those, those are your two options. Those are your two options, right? Oh, that, that, that's funny. I'm that joking, y'all. Funny. I swear I'm joking. No, no. Again, sometimes you got to readjust your contract, your agreements, your arrangements, <laughs> whatever it looks like. Um, I'm no stranger to that. It's, there's no love lost. I think if you stay yeah. professional, um, it, it just wasn't a fit at that time, or it, it could be whatever. That part, that part, it just wasn't a fit. Just as well as you got to see, if I'm a good fit for you, we got to see the same. So, yeah. Exactly. So let's let's continue to go down that path. So when responding to the media and, and public inquiries, what questions do you find most difficult to answer? Hmm. Um, so people will sometimes hire PR professionals and they don't know what we do. So not that that's a difficult question, right? But if you are spending a certain amount of money, and I am going to say over $1,000, if you are spending that, you want to know what you're paying for. Like, I can tell you what what we do, but you want to know why you need me. And I think so many people will reach out and they aren't prepared for, you know, those services. Um, I think a difficult question to answer is, 
will public relations drive sales to my business? Um, can you get me, what can you guarantee? Because remember I told you the news cycle changes, so I can't really guarantee you anything. And anyone who's telling you that, um, anyone who tells you that they can guarantee you something in PR is a lie. Like I'm calling it out right now. Um, so that is a difficult question to answer because luckily we don't have 45 in the white house again, but if we did, and you're trying to get on CNN, we can't help you because what's going to take precedence? Crazy 45. Um, so yeah, I think those are some interesting questions. <laughs> You're laughing at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got to be blunt. <laughs> right, right. No, no. I, we're very candid here. It's not called Be Exposed Radio for nothing. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will expose the truth one way or the other. Listen, that's um, what it is. I am trying to tell you and your listeners the truth. Oh, goodness. I, I, and I love it. And I love it. <laughs> now, when, when I think of PR, there's a few things that I think of. So, you know, I think of advocacy and objectivity, right? How would you balance those two, advocacy and objectivity in PR? Okay, so objective pieces, I hate to use this as an example. Hmm. Let's say you are representing, I won't use that as an example, but let's say you are representing someone who you don't necessarily agree with. Now, granted, morals and values come into place. However, Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes you do have those folks that slip under the radar. So just because I don't necessarily agree with what you have going on, that's not my job to more so say I agree or disagree. It's just my job to get your story told. So I think that there's a level where you have to be a little bit objective there um, and a little bit impartial. Um, But then what was the other piece? I'm sorry. Um, The other piece, um, um, advocacy. Advocacy. Um, I love advocating for people who who don't necessarily know how to tell their story, who don't know their why. Um, so I think there's a level of being impartial, but then also um, creating a voice for people who aren't sure of their voice, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's always two questions I, I like to, to ask my guests. Um, one is, what is your superpower and how do you use it? Because I believe everyone has a superpower. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I must say, I feel like I can do anything. Um, and when I'm, when I'm talking to my business partner or we're talking to our team, I think as Black women, um, sometimes they, they peep folks silence our voices. Um, but, and then being younger, too, because my business partner is 30 as well. I think sometimes folks look at us as you guys don't have enough experience. But I think experience is subjective if we know how to do the work. So that's one thing. Um, and then also, I, I feel as though if I can represent your local rapper to your large corporation. And I feel like I can do that, like no holds bar. So I think the sky is the limit. And that's how I always feel. And that's what I wake up every day feeling like. Okay. And then my last and final question is, what does living a rich life mean to Ray the publicist? Oh, man. Living a rich life. Let me tell you what that feels like to me. Um, That feels like living your life without limits. That doesn't necessarily mean monetarily. That can mean rich in spirit. That can mean um, uh, inspiring your group, your friends, your network to think better, to be better and to strive for more. Well said. Well said. I want to thank you, Reagan, for for joining. Um, I have my next guest coming up, um, but I want to thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing your story. 
it was definitely fun. There's never enough time, as I like to say. Um, but we're going to fix that. I definitely know we will be doing some work together in the future and look sure. forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Talk to you again soon. All right, folks, we're going to keep living a rich life going. Um, about to bring in a, two, two amazing women. Um, they have a, a podcast that's uh, it's pretty hot right now. It's, it's pretty hot right now. Um, our second guest, they launched their blog and podcast in August 2016. Um, their blog and podcast is about love and life for any 20-something, sharing their thoughts and feelings about fun, controversial, and thought-provoking topics. Uh, please welcome Good Girls Behaving Badly, Shanae and Sydney. Let's see here. Having a quick little technical if issues, but we'll we'll get them on shortly. I believe they should be joining. Sydney, I can see you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, there we go. There we go. So, did you hear my introduction? No, we did not. Oh, well, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And, and, and for the record, this is um, uh, Women's Month, as you know. So I want to thank you for joining. Um, two amazing women that have just joined. So we're going to give an introduction again. So today's second guest, is, they launched their blog and podcast in August 2016. Their blog and podcast is about love and life for any 20-something, sharing their thoughts feelings about fun, controversial, and thought-provoking topics. Please welcome good girls behaving badly, Shanae and Sydney. Now, did I pronounce Shanae? Because I'm known for tearing up some names. <laughs> you pronounced it correctly, so I appreciate that. Oh, good deal, good deal. So, ladies, how are you doing today? We're good. How are you? Doing well. I'm, I'm, I am doing amazing. I'm doing better than amazing. So, so first and foremost, I want you to tell us something about yourselves, something interesting that most people don't know. And I'll tell you why I asked that question. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I feel like we're pretty transparent about... Yeah. I feel like that question is always hard for us to answer because we have had our podcast for almost five years. We are very, very transparent. Um, so like all of the interesting facts, we don't probably let slip out the bag already. Right. Um, but if you've never listened to our podcast, uh, the first thing that unfortunately always comes to mind for me is I only have one kidney. It's like an easy, <laughs> fun fact <laughs> like, okay. that I can think of. Uh, yeah, that's all I have at the moment. Um, I have two. <laughs> so you have two fun facts or two kidneys? No, two kidneys. <laughs> oh, I think okay. That's gonna be my fun fact. I have two, and she has one. Oh goodness, I I love it. I love it. So so let's talk about this name, "Good Girls Behaving Badly." Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the name, Sydney? <laughs> so I'm kind of good at just I like alliteration. I, I like putting things together. I'm good at naming. Um, thing. So I came up with it because I was trying to think of a 
you know, fun, provocative topic that I feels like describes us. And we are mostly good, to be honest. Like, we, we don't have all of the crazy stories and stuff like that most of the time. But do we have them every now and again? Do we act up every now and again? Of course. Um, are we, you know, the traditional women? No. So I felt like it was a perfect combination of how um, we bring ourselves and how we present ourselves to the world. Okay. I'll, 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 do you want to add something to that, Shanae? I like that response. I mean, it's perfect because, like, she named it without my help. Like, she literally had a like a notepad. It's like I'm 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 fooling with these words. It was like good girl. So she was just kind of milling through, mm-hmm. and then she was like, "What about good girls in your valley?" And I was like, "Perfect." So I can't even take the credit. <laughs> she did it all by herself, and I just loved it. Nice, nice. So for those that's just tuning in and, and watching and listening, we are live with Shanae and Sydney. Good girls behaving badly. Um, I have to say, your topics, your your, your thought provoking topics. Let me put it that way, are very interesting. Now, I've I've always supported since um, when you know we was at Montego and had that open forum. But I have to say, you know, my team, we we've listened to quite a few podcasts, some of them that I missed, and your topics run from because that's my best friend. Um, IDFWU, um, <laughs> get some help, um, you know, and I can go on and on and on. How do you come up with your episode topics? Um, I mean, when we first started, it was kind of like what was ever on our mind at the time. As we kept going, because we're in year five, obviously you start to not have as much on your mind. So then we kind of just started having a rolling list of different topics or interesting articles that we felt would be great to talk about. And that kind of is like the foundation. And then we'll mix in things as they come. So we just kind of have a running list that we constantly add to. So we don't run out. We never want to have like a dead show where we're like, struggling to find something to talk about so mm. we just try to always think about that and keep the research going so we always have options no matter what yeah i think that's well well said because uh, there's a saying on your website that says bringing you the good and bad every week so what does that entail tell us what's some of the good and some of the bad that might entail within that week um so one that's also <laughs> playing into our name but two because everything we talk about isn't always good, um, we cover some current events. So, like, politics, not always good. Um, life is not always good. Like, that's just not realistic. So, we want to make sure that we're bringing all of ourselves to our audience. Um, because a lot of our follow- our followers and our audience say that they feel like they're one of our friends. And that's how we want them to feel. And you're not always just good. You're not always in a happy mood. Um, so, we want to make sure we're bringing both. Um, to the table when we are speaking with our audience. Are you two best friends? Of course. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> no, no. I hate her. I loathe her. Uh, there, there, there you go. We all know that ain't that ain't true. Yeah. What what keeps you ladies up at night? That's that's what I want to know. White supremacy, uh <laughs> capitalism, patriarchy. Shanae, uh, you know, I, I've seen Sydney a little more, but 
I, I think I need to see you a little more too now. <laughs> oh goodness, that, that that is too funny. That is too funny. What's the number one takeaway you try and leave your audience during a podcast episode? Um, I think part of it is like to be vulnerable. Um, we do cover a number of different topics and sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't agree, but like be your true self, be honest with yourself and with others um, and always have clear communication. And so that's why we choose some of the topics because we do choose topics that sometimes people don't think about or we bring perspectives that people don't think about. So we want to always just be thought provoking and encouraging people to then have those conversations with those around them. Nice, nice. The the one thing that I've learned and and uh, hats off again to my team, they compared your podcast, you two ladies, to Bourbon and Boy Shorts podcast. They say, you know, you are the female, and again, this is Women's Month, and we're celebrating and recognizing amazing women like yourselves. Um, but they compared. They was like, yo, don't you know those two guys? You know. You know, from Bourbon and Boy, I said, yes, I know them very well. Mm. I said, Shanae and Sydney, they, I think they're like the, the female version. I said, well, how can they just be the females uh, that's doing something similar? You know, but we had, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm. But the message, the, the, the topics that you bring, they are definitely fun. They, um, you know, some of them controversial, but they are thought provoking. And I think that's the key when it comes to you know, delivering a podcast to your audience, making sure they're taking stuff in. Um, my question is, can you describe your process when preparing for a guest to appear on your show, um, as well as that process looks like when you're talking about different topics? Um, so when we're preparing for a guest, um, we, of course, research them, come up with questions, communicate that with them, ensure that there's nothing that they don't want to talk about, um, just to make sure that they're comfortable. Um, that's kind of the process for that. But um, just piggybacking on what Shanae said earlier when we were going to our topic, sometimes it's like we're talking about something naturally and we're like, oh, this topic can be a podcast. Mm -hmm. But other times we go, we refer back to our running list of topics or articles that we found that support those list of topics so that we can ensure that we're having conversation, but it's also supported by research or facts or anything else. So that's kind of our process for the two different kind of podcasts. Okay. So... The one thing that also jumps out at me, um, the 20-something audience, right? Because I think your topics handle just uh, the 20-somethings. 20, 20 uh, besides, we're not going to all be 20-something forever, right? <laughs> right? Uh, so do you just focus on the 20-something audience, audience considering your topics, that you know, they affect all ages? Tell me, tell, me how, tell me how does that happen. Well, I mean, we said 20-something because we're 20-something. Mm -hmm. So our perspective comes from where we are in our lives. Now, look, we're both knocking on 30s door. Yeah. So, yeah, the bio probably will be updated um, <laughs> to maybe millennial. But, I mean, that's originally where it came from. Can our topics reach an audience that may be uh, younger than the millennial or older? Yep. We do have listeners who are in other uh, generations, whether it be like uh, Gen X or Gen Z, and we welcome that. But I think ultimately... Our perspective goes into the 20-something, the millennial, because that's that's where we are. Right. Um, and that's where it comes from. I think some of the topics certainly can touch on um, a, a teenager, a 30, 40, 50-year-old. Like, 
some of the things we talk about are, are life things that impact everybody at one point in time. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole 20 something came down, just came down to the fact that we were 20 something. Right. And we're ta- like in our bio as well, we talk about us being single. We, well, first of all, we haven't been single the entirety of our podcast, <laughs> but hopefully we ain't going to be single forever. Like, so eventually we'll have more stories about, you know, different kinds of relationships, motherhood, all those things will come. But at this point in time, we can only talk about our experience. And so uh, we would never want to put ourselves out there as like gurus of something mm-hmm. that we've never been through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you share an experience or a situation where things didn't go as planned during during your podcast? Because these things happen mm-hmm. that I know. So what what did you do um, in terms of, you know, what was the worst moment? What was the worst moment that something just went wrong during the podcast? I will. So I can't say it went wrong, but every time someone asks us about like the worst moment, um, I think about the worst episode where <laughs> we had a guest that was just provocative in the wrong way <laughs> um and well, you, you, now you know opened up the can of worms what was that what was that like <laughs> it was crazy because also we were trying to manage our own reactions to what they were saying and continue to podcast when in reality we both just wanted to flip the table <laughs> and our listeners wanted to flip the table like after they heard the episode they were like what why didn't y'all go harder Um, And it's not always on us to go hard on people. Sometimes we can check them. And of course, we can always do that in the future. But in the moment, sometimes that's just not the energy that you have. Um, And it was just a learning experience, honestly, to, you know, dealing with people like that. (laughs) So, you know, my next question. What episode was that? <laughs> oh, I gotta I pull up the episode. I'm about to say, I don't know. Was it, on? it was yeah. a couple of years ago, but um, I would think probably that. I mean, sometimes you know you can discuss things with your guests and you prep them, but you're not you're not gonna know what's gonna come out of their mouth, and that's just essentially what that episode was. Right. Um, he said a lot of things that we didn't agree with, and yeah, I'm trying to find that. It was. <laughs> You know, it was an interesting conversation. It was a way to hear another perspective, but it definitely was challenging for us, like she said, on a personal end, because, like, personally, we were done with it. <laughs> like, we were like, uh, okay. the interview about to be done. You, you're doing too much. But um, as you know, when you're interviewing others and you're, you're having them come on your show, that's, you know, you're not going to stop it. You're going to let them go. You're going to try to keep control of the conversation and right. you get to your questions and, And you move forward from that. But I think, um, you know, people enjoyed the episode, even though they didn't like what he said. So, like, ultimately... It's still our top played episode. It was a good episode. And there you go. People like the provocative stuff, the the controversy. So, um, I think anything like that. Or, you know, maybe there's an episode where we didn't like the sound. But, you know, when you keep moving, you learn from it, you enhance it, you try to get better. Um, I feel like our production like level now is the best it's been. You know, if I listen to old episodes, I'm like, oh, we sound muffled or right. we, oh have, we weren't as prepared. But, you know, that's, I think, some of the um, learning, growing pains when you're kind of committed to your podcast. Right. Ab- ab- absolutely. Your, your website looks phenomenal. Let me, let me say that. 
Thank you. Oh, Shout out to Sydney. <laughs> I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold y'all. I ain't, I ain't gonna do that website. <laughs> website I, looks phenomenal. Made you it. Do an amazing job. Thank yeah. you. Definitely, I definitely, I, I think again, just looking at it, I'm not big on recreating the wheel, so I definitely will be talking to you, Sydney, because again, I love the format. It just, just looks easy, looks nice and clean. Thank Plus, you. folks are always trying to tell me, you know, hey, how do I, how do I find your episodes uh, and your, your shows? Yeah. Um, I think it's a little different because I do have, you know, the video and the mm-hmm. audio piece, but just the same. They, they, they always complain about that, so. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, so tell us, let's make sure folks know how to get in contact with you. Um, please share your social media, Twitter, and, you know, so, Black Magic, Black Planet, all that good stuff. <laughs> Black Planet. Oh, Lord, you took so, a First thing first, um, make sure you subscribe to us, Good Girls Behaving Badly. You can find us on any platform you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all of that, we're there. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Good Girls Behaving Badly. On Twitter, it's GGBB Podcast. And then on Facebook, it's Good Girls Behaving Badly. Yep. Uh, excellent, excellent. So tell us, what's next for Good Girls Behaving Badly? I, I just like saying that because you, <laughs> you two look, look you look like good girls. But I, I know y'all behave. I, 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 and I, I believe it. But you also <laughs> behave badly. So let's... <laughs> Let's keep it. We we be exposed radio. We we put it out there. All right. So tell us what's next. Um, all jokes aside, what's next for good girls behaving badly? Um, I think we'll you know we want to continue the podcast. But if for everyone who may be new to us, if you follow us on social media, you'll get other content from us. So we do some video content. We do have a just this year we did our well the end of last year we did our YouTube page. So we're Wanting to expand and how we bring people content. We certainly want to continue uh, brand partnerships that we've had. So we just want to keep expanding and see where it goes. I think we both enjoy it. We've been doing it um, for five years, but even prior to the podcast, podcasting, I mean, we had a radio show in college. So we've just been doing this for a very long time and we really enjoy it. So, you know, we open the opportunity and we'll see. Yeah. Nice. Well, well said, Shanae. Well, well said. Um, there's two questions I always like to ask all my guests, because I believe one that everyone has uh, a superpower. Tell me, what's your superpower, Shanae? And how do you use it? Mm, I don't know. Maybe Can my we kid. make it fun and pick a superpower for each other? Absolutely. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sinead, now you tell me what Sydney's superpower what? is, and Sydney. <laughs> okay, so Sydney, you go uh, okay. first. Then. Me... Y'all, y'all work it out. Y'all work it out. Okay, you want to go first? I can go first. Okay, All right. I'm still. Let me think. <laughs> I think Sinead's superpower is always being genuine and honest, and giving you the facts regardless. Um, I think she's always been able to do that, and it has changed in how she does it throughout her life. But I have a better I, approach. <laughs> I always think that that's what she's been able to do, um, and like that's why I call her a bumblebee because you know the queen bee. People get scared because it's really um, it's uh, intimidating, but they can't even sting you. They're they're the prize possession, and so <laughs> that's why I'll compare to Shanae. <laughs> 
Okay. That's that's her superpower. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I I promise you, Sydney is just like she's just Sydney. Like, what is that? How do you compare to that? How do you compare to that? I'm surprised. That's like so beautiful, girl. Like, what, what do I do with that? What type of answer can I give? I don't know, but you got to give one. I know. Okay, sorry. Um, her superpower. Hmm. Maybe her. You know what? Her like except um. Her understanding and her her desire to understand. Mm-hmm. Sydney is a type of person where um, she wants to get people's point of view. I think sometimes I can be very closed off. I can be very you know kind of black and white. Mm-hmm. And Sydney is this perfect balance, kind of like the gray that you need. She wants to understand people's perspective. She wants to understand why things work. So on some hand, she can be very like analytical and logical, like wanting to understand how that works. But then when you apply that to people. It shows up in like with her just having a huge heart with the way that she handles people and the way that she provides um, support and nurturing. So I feel like her level of understanding and the desire to understand whether it's like a math problem or a person, (laughs) there's a consistent level of really wanting to understand something or someone for who they are and and doing that without judgment. And I think that is a talent because I mean, it's easy for everyone to judge. And I think she's like the last person in the world mm. to do that. Plus, she just, look at she is with words. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm like, oh my gosh. I love it. I, I love it. I love the dynamics that, that you two have. Um, I can hear it in the show. I appreciate you both. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, the last question that I ask my guests, and Sydney, you go first. Okay. What does living a rich life mean to you? Um, so I I'll give two answers. One, I don't know because I'm broke. No. Um, but two. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. Oh, okay. If I had a rich life. Um, but two, <laughs> I guess you oftentimes people define rich as just feeling full. Um, and so I think that's what, how I would define living a rich life is just being full of energy, being full of love. It's not necessarily about the physical things. Like my first answer was, um, but I think that's probably what r- living a rich life should mean is that you're just full, um, and you're happy because of it. Okay. Shanae. Um, I feel like I would say all that, and I'm going to add on to it, like balance. When I think of a rich life, I think of having an element of like peace and balance Mm. with what brings joy to you. We're all different. But so I feel like for me, it's my life, a rich life is having peace and balance and feeling good about every aspect, aspect of my life. So it's my family, my friends, my job, my health, my wealth, just that sort of balanced ratio that I feel like we all are looking for in life. Nice. Thank you. Now, you know, this is, there's never enough time in the show. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do want you ladies to stick around for living a rich life, closing remarks. Um, and again, I want to say thank you for joining. Um, this is women's month. And I want to make sure that on the show all month, we are focusing on amazing, talented, beautiful women. And uh, again, in that order, sometimes folks get 
messed up when you put the beauty first, but all those things, all those things. It's not, it's, it's a combination. So um, at this time, I'm going to give Living a Rich Life closing remarks. And with that being said, um, for those that don't know, one of Living a Rich Life principles is philanthropy. That is philanthropy, number six. And a philanthropist is a person who donates time, money, experience, skills, or talent to create a better world. Anyone can be a philanthropist, regardless of your status or net worth. How are you helping to make your community and or the world better? Being able to serve others is the greatest gift bestowed on us as individuals. Once again, thank you, Reagan Farley, Ray the publicist. Thank you, good girls behaving badly. I swear I love that. <laughs> Shanae and Sydney for sharing your stories and inspiration today. I know we've inspired others, other women, other men, boys, girls. I, I feel that. And that's why we have you here on BeExposedRadio.com. So until next week, stay focused and continue to be inspired to live a rich life. Once again, I am your host, Rich James, saying good night. Thank you for tuning in to BeExposedRadio.com, where we let you know what you know. Until then, have a good night. Thank you, ladies. This was fun. Yeah. Shanae, we're going to have to talk more. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I just, I just be talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just be talking. Yeah, I see. I love it. Lovely smiles. Thank you, ladies, for joining. I do apologize for the delay. We were having some technical issues, but we got it done. You know how that is. All righty. All righty. Normally, I take my guests out, but we're not in the studio. Feel free to come out tonight. You know where. Okay. <laughs> I better see you, Shanae. I, I got watching you. You won't, brother. <laughs> I, I know. I know that's right. We're still in a panini, so <laughs> I like to keep it cute and inside. Oh, well, you better than the rest of us, because I'm inside. I'll be looking rough. So. Uh-uh. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. All right. They going. Thank you.